You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Movie reviews with Mackie, Judd, and Rami. Get to the chopper! Yippee Kaye, mother. Shut up, or I'll kill you. The agency parasites hired you, didn't they? I'd have paid you twice as much to go fishing. You'd have to think I'm pretty freaking stupid to surrender to the agency. Why would I do that? I created this. I made it all happen. And then they wanted me out. Why? Because I saw the big picture. Stop walking. And what about me and you? We're both the same. We're both mercenaries. We're both dead inside. Why the hell did you come after me? I didn't come after you, Tim. I came for her. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Action Movie Rewind, The Expendables from 2010 with a star-studded cast, gentlemen. Are you guys ready for this? Yeah. Ready for it. Ready for it. I lived it yesterday. This one was thrown out by a couple of our listeners slash Twitter followers, and Declan wound up choosing this movie last week. I had never seen it before. Me neither. Judd? No. Oh, wow. No. So none of us had seen this movie until this week. And I never, ever, except for this segment, would have watched it. So, would you watch it again? Hell would you wa- yeah. Would you watch the oh, sequel? Yes, I loved it. Right, okay, okay but, we'll but, get to it. But this is a film I never in my wildest dreams would have watched. Yes. Uh, so, The Expendables, 42% on Rotten Tomatoes, $274 million brought into the box office on an $80 million budget, so a wild success, starring Sylvester Stallone, Jason Statham, Dolph Lundgren, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Give me a hell yeah. Hell yeah. Randy Couture, the UFC legend, Jet Li, Terry Crews, Mickey Rourke, Bruce Willis, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and others. Just a ridiculous action movie cast here. Yep. And yep. a throwback to 80s action movies. 80s and 90s, absolutely, yes. Here's the summary. An all-star cast of action movie icons headlines Sylvester Stallone's explosive action thriller about a group of hard-nosed mercenaries who are double-crossed during a treacherous mission. Approached by the shadowy Mr. Church, Bruce Willis, to overthrow the tyrannical South American dictator General Gaza and restore order to the troubled island country of Valena, stoic soldier of fortune Sylvester Stallone, who plays Barney Ross, rounds up an unstoppable team that includes former soldier and blade specialist Lee Christmas, That'd be Jason Statham. Martial arts expert Yin, who's Jet Li. Trigger happy Hale Caesar, who's Terry Crews, who has all kinds of powerful guns in this movie. And cerebral demolitions expert Toll Road, who's Randy Couture. Traveling to the island of Valena on a reconnaissance mission with his old pal Christmas, Barney meets their local contact, a cagey guerrilla fighter named Sandra. And together, the trio scopes out the landscape. It isn't long before Barney and Christmas have discovered that their actual target is not really General Gaza, but instead James Monroe, a former CIA operative who's gone rogue recently. Mm -hmm. 
Monroe won't be easy to get to either because his hulking bodyguard, Stone Cold Steve Austin, his name is Payne in the movie, <laughs> is a force to be reckoned with. When their mission is compromised, Barney and Christmas are forced to flee, leaving Sandra behind almost certain to die. But Barney isn't the kind of soldier to abandon a mission or a hostage. And now, in order to get the job done, he'll need the help of his old crew. Like I said, 42% on Rotten Tomatoes, $274 million at the box office on an $80 million budget. Let's start with Judd, your favorite part about The Expendables. Okay, there's a lot to like here. Like, this movie gets it. This movie totally gets what I want, okay? Mm -hmm. Gratuitous violence, big stars, just the whole package. It might have been predictable, but it was fun. It wasn't that long. But my favorite scene... Because I'm a sucker for throwbacks and I'm a sucker uh, for paying homage to things. It's a very simple one. And that's where Sly is talking to to Bruce, who is Mr. Church, because they're in a church. Get it? And Arnold Schwarzenegger walks in for basically what amounts to a cameo. Yep. For some quick dialogue. And, and it's clear that, that Sly and, and, and him have a... A past that did not go well, and there's some basic wisecracking, and you could tell the scene is so much fun, and like Bruce is just swearing up a storm. It's just it's so classic, and that scene it was brief. There was no action within that scene, but it was my favorite scene because it did such a good job of basically taking all of these superstars yeah. of action films from the '80s and '90s and putting them together. And it was sort of a wink and nod scene. It was. It was yeah. a wink and nod scene. So Bruce Willis is essentially saying, listen, I've got a, I, I've got a mercenary job, and I need someone to do this. And he's just dropping F-bombs constantly, money. which yep. is great. And Sylvester Stallone comes in representing, this is the tongue-in-cheek and the wink and the nod thing. Sylvester Stallone comes in representing Rocky Balboa, representing Rambo, representing arm wrestling guy, right? All like his right. co- collection of oh, like all yeah. the missions he's been on. Right? Absolutely. I really, never really thought about that. Yeah. And Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger comes in representing Commando Command- yeah, and Predator a- and yes. all these things, right? And it's and it's and essentially these guys are like the rival mercenary team leads. And Bruce Willis is saying like ordinarily I give this to Schwarzenegger, but like you're here and I'm going to give it to you and the, and then Schwarzenegger and Stallone trash talk. And that's and, it. Like, it's and that's it. And, it's and Stallone is is uh carries on as the star of the movie and Schwarzenegger just goes gone. away. Yep. So got his right. money and left. Dex, what was your favorite part of the Expendables? Either that opening scene where we played that first clip, where he says, where he blows that dude in half. In half. Yeah, with that gun. <laughs> and then, and then Stallone has. just went low. You know, I, I, th- I thought that was great. <laughs> but then it got topped when Jason Statham goes to that basketball court and oh, beats yes. the living hell yep. out of everyone, <laughs> and then pretends like he's going to stab this dude. And he really just actually, we have the quote I think too on the on the sound page. But he stabs. Yeah. The knife right in the ball, and, and instead says, "Next time I would." Yeah, I was talking about basketball. Some punk. Don't worry about it. We got your back. He comes <laughs> over there and busts his ass. What do you want? Your life. We're staying about taking it. That right. But I don't do so well in tight spaces, so going to prison worries me. Shouldn't have bruised their face. Really? Would have liked to have kept it the way it was. Keep the bitch, cause I'm done with it. <laughs> Here it is. Next time I'll deflate all your balls, friend. <laughs> Dude, this is a great, oh, great. scene. And great it, scene. It, it feels like kind of an unnecessary, like it, it feels 1, like the type 000%. of a scene that like, could have been cut from the movie, yes. but they kept it in. So the backstory is Jason Statham's girlfriend left him at some point during his previous mission. So he shows up to her house. 
And she's with this other DB guy, just like a, just a douche, you know, who's that out there? He's like wondering who the guy is out there. And she's trying to have a conversation with him. And he's very much, you can just tell within five seconds, like this guy is up to no good. And so, uh, so Statham comes back from the reconnaissance mission and sees that his ex-girlfriend, who he's still trying to like get with, right. it's a little bit creepy. That's okay. But, but she's got a massive bruise on the side of her face. And so he decides, I'm going to go track this guy down. And I think what normally happens is the guy would go track down the guy on his own. Well, she hops on the back of the motorcycle yes. with him. So they go yeah. up to, they go to the basketball court together, and this guy's hanging out with like his eight basketball playing. We're really going to help him out. Yeah, it's like <laughs> we got your we back, got your man. Back, yeah. Jason Statham destroys all eight or nine of these guys yes. with his bare hands. But we what, got your back. I'm a three point specialist, but I'll got your back against yeah. murder. But what makes <laughs> but, but what makes that scene so great is is it's a love scene with violence. Like it doesn't differ. Building, it yeah. doesn't differ because. What far too many films like that do is they like stop the film and yeah. like okay here's here's the girl that the guy loves right they just make that whole thing part of the violence yeah. I loved it the the pace of this film was fantastic like there was very mm-hmm. very little yeah this is getting long yes they just switched it up they did a great job so uh, on the flip side if you guys were sitting at home mm-hmm. and your wife or girlfriend. All, like here's a knock on the door and it's like some mercenary tough guy who's looking to get his gal back. How would you react? Like if you're the guy who's at home and all of a sudden your gal just gets pulled outside the house by her ex boyfriend who's a mercenary. Well, and it's clear that, he's that got he a is. For oh, I'm 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 out. I'm below the bed. Depends the, depends I, might the gal. I might get hurt. Depends no, on the gal. no one's worth it, Dex. No, no there's a few. No, but, that guy but. could tear. No, you'd be dead. I mean. Yeah, the guy got his ass kicked in the end. He didn't die though. Well, but maybe I wouldn't react like the way he reacted. Maybe I can befriend this guy. That's probably the play, right? You know? if, you, right. if you show the jealous side of you, like, who's this yeah. guy? Right. Don't do that. You want that guy on your side. Okay. Exactly. Uh uh-uh, uh. I'm out. All right. See you later, Don. Bye. That's <laughs> <laughs> just hiding under the covers. All right. My favorite part of the Expendables is it's it's less a part. I would say the basketball scene was probably my favorite scene. Yeah. But my favorite part of it, it just, this whole movie felt like Sylvester Stallone getting all of it out of his system. It's 2010. So what happened was, according to uh, Wikipedia and IMDb, there was an initial script with a different name of the movie that was written in like 2005 or six, And it kind of had some different iterations. And in 2009, Sylvester Stallone got hold of this script and used it as a jumping off point for the Expendables franchise. And it just kind of feels like like Stallone by that point had remade. He made another Rocky sequel in 2007. Mm-hmm. He brought Rambo back in 2008. So clearly, like in the early 2000s, Sylvester Stallone was going through some sort of a midlife actor crisis or like, man, I really wish we could go back to the glory days of Rambo and Rocky in the middle of the 80s when all life was good. Right. And so he he scratches that itch in 2007, bringing Rocky Balboa back. And then he scratches it in, in 2008 with Rambo. And it's like. Still kind of got that itch. I'm just going to bring everybody in. I'm going to bring Arnold and Bruce Willis and Jet Li. I'm just going to bring everybody in. Jet Li's great, too. Jet Li's awesome. Yes. Jet Li's fantastic. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Dolph Lundgren's going to come back. So I, I think just like my favorite part was <laughs> just it was very, very clearly Sylvester Stallone's life's work as an action movie star and director all bundled into an hour and a half movie. It was him with it, it was to me Rambo with a team. And dialogue, <laughs> yeah. like there's a lot of. In, in fact, yeah. there, in fact, there were a few times 
where I couldn't understand what Stallone said because he sort of yes. mumbles at yes. times, that's and every, I like went back Stallone and I'm like, well, but it, it was it was Rambo with a team and Stallone dialogue, and here's the curveball: the plot itself, it, as far as what he did, is Commando. Yeah, it's true. It's the same exact thing. Go to the island, yeah. show up with a massive amount of ammo, and blow people away yeah. and kill. The only difference between Commando and this was Commando's 85, right? So the special effects then were not awful, but they're okay. Special effects now, a lot better. Yeah, that's 10 years ago now. A lot of death yeah. in that one. Yeah. A lot of so, death. All right. All right. Least favorite part of The Expendables, Judd. Okay. Very, very small complaint because I thought this film moved quickly. This film was fun. I actually loved it. Um, but so, so Sandra wouldn't leave the island at first on the first time that Sloane and his, and his friend went there. And she made it very clear. I'm not going to leave. He falls for her and decides to go back and save her to get her, right? Mm -hmm. But then at the end, she still didn't want to leave, which was no surprise. And he just sort of accepted as, oh, okay, cool. That's fine. It's like you went to a lot of work to extract her a second time. It's true. And she had told you the first time, I'm not going to leave my home island. Yeah, and he did say at the end in the clip that we played, like his motive was her. Yeah. He brought the entire. Yes. He put his entire team at risk. He was going to go alone. Although there was money involved, right? They still got paid by Bruce Willis, correct? They didn't or, make that clear. Or was Bruce involved with the rogues? I, I think Bruce. I don't think Bruce was involved with the rogue CIA. Agent. I don't think so. No. But they didn't make it clear. But but because he he was going to go back and get her solo, and then Jet Li said, "I'm going," and and then they almost got killed by um his friend Dolph. And then that's right. And then the Dolph, next thing Dolph was about to make a hundred grand off that. Yeah. Off that bounty. And then the next thing they all go. Yeah. So I was confused, but that's a lot of work to go to, to get her away from those people for her to say for a second time, I'm not going. Yeah. But anyway, that's a very, that's a very small plot complaint on my no, part. It's, it's, it's fair. I mean, like I it's, it. there's other women, there's other fish in the sea that you don't have to go through and fight, uh, you know, a, a dictator. But I'm glad you did because it was fun to <laughs> yeah. watch. All right, Dex, so what was your least favorite part about the movie? Similar to Judd in the, in the retrospective, like I don't have a lot of complaints about this film. The only thing in, in terms of our action movie rewind, there's always like good memorable one liners, right? And good quotes that it lacked that. I had a hard time. They tried a couple times. Yeah, like, you know, the the, little low, like there was a few of them, but there wasn't the cheat. And I think, you know, you're in 2010 at this point. So maybe if we look back in this movie, like 10 or 20 years, there's a lot more cheesy lines. But like I couldn't find any of those cheesy one liners that go with our action movie rewind theme. Yeah. And I was looking for those a little bit more. And that that's my only complaint, really, is that the the dialogue and the and the script was honestly mostly fine for like your cheeseball action film. But I was looking for more of those hilarious one-liners that we usually get, and we didn't have much of those. They did. They did do kind of a callback, like at the beginning of the movie when they're trying to when they're facing off with the Somali pirates, right? The greedy Somali pirates. Five minutes. And 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 at one point they're debating. Statham and Stallone are debating, like, should we kill him with a gun or should we kill him with a knife? Because yeah. Statham's a blade man. Yes. And Stallone is a quick draw yep. gunsman, right? And so they're they're debating like, what's the quicker like, like, is it quicker to, to draw a gun and shoot and a bullet or, 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 or throw a knife at him? And at the end of the movie, it turns out Jason Statham, shoot, he fires the knife at the rogue CIA operative from the back, and Stallone shoots him in the front, and they call it a tie. Right. 
So they kill him at the same time with the knife. This and was the fun. And they call it this was great fun. And and yeah. I will say too, I thought Stone Cold's death was a little meh. Like I, I not that like burning to death is not a bad way to go out, but I also wanted Stallone to like get his revenge after getting his ass kicked from him. Who uh, who delivered the? Uh, it was it was um, Randy Couture that delivered the final punch to Stone Cold Steve Austin, right? And yeah. put him back in, into the fire. Actually, that's he kind falls of a, back. that's kind of a nitpick for me. So Stone Cold catches fire. Yeah, he's fully engulfed in flames. <laughs> yeah, it looks like it hurts. He's about to die. Not gonna lie. And Randy Couture jumps up and does the Roman Reigns Superman yeah. punch right in the forehead, you didn't which like felt a little bit like gratuitous. Like I don't know if that was necessary. I didn't, I didn't think Stone Cold's death was was as violent as I was hoping it was going to be. Like, um, Terry Crews had that gun that literally was blowing people in half, and I get you catching on fire. Yeah, just let Terry Crews take care of it all. Exactly. And Terry, I mean, Terry Crews was turning people into mishmash. Yeah. <laughs> like, Terry they were blowing was, up. Terry Crews awesome. was not there to screw around. No. Terry Crews is a fun character, though. I would say my least favorite part of this movie, honestly, was Dolph Lundgren. Oh, wow. So I thought he'd be your favorite. No. I honestly did. He's not. I, I was hoping. Why? I was hopeful. So Dolph Lundgren clearly peaked with Rocky Four, and he's been in a bunch of other action movies, and I think he was in one of the Vietnam movies or something from, like, the early 90s. Sure. Um, I just, I don't know. Maybe it was his character. Like, he's on drugs. He's kind of, like, you can't fully understand he's what he's drunk. saying. He, he's an old drunk. He's not. They can't count on Dolph. But even his lines, like. Like Jet, him and Jet Lee were kind of rivals, right? They yeah. were working in the same yeah. group, and they didn't like each other. And like his big diss for Jet Lee was, "Oh, you, what are you wearing? A size three shoe? Bring it, Happy Feet!" Like his yeah. his one liners were kind of bad. I get the feeling he's not relevant. I get the feeling that Stallone likes him a hundred percent as a person. I also don't think time in real life has been kind to Drago. No, it doesn't look like, like he doesn't look no. he didn't does not look like he's in very good. Yeah, I don't health. know. There's well, we're going to get to a Wikipedia section. I just feel nice. like you're bringing in all these top, like you clearly have the budget to bring in like right. all these top but Dolph's names. His buddy, I think there's so many life, other guys. That, yeah, he's bringing like, in his I buddies. He, I think that guy's his friend. Yeah, for sure. Like, Schwarzenegger, though, was great. I love the cameo by Arnold. <laughs> it was just great. And Bruce, too. OK, so back to that scene for a second. The. The Stallone, Schwarzenegger, Bruce Willis scene in the church with Mr. Church. Yeah, just call me Mr. Church since we're in a church. If we're talking 80s and 90s action movie films, and we're talking about the 80s and 90s action movie Mount Rushmore of actors, okay. those are three of the four, right? Like yeah, Sylvester I, I Stallone, so. Schwarzenegger, Bruce Willis for, for his diehard work in the early 90s has to be in the mix there. So if those are the three guys, who's the fourth guy wow. you would bring into that church to to round out the Mount Rushmore? 80s and 90s. Okay, let's eliminate people. I'll throw out some names because Nicolas Cage did a bunch of stuff, but I don't see him on that. Do you guys? I think I have it. Okay. Is it Chuck Norris? Uh, yeah. If, if Chuck Norris walks into that room, mm. is that the Mount Rushmore of 80s and 90s action stars? I have limited knowledge in this department, but I Chuck Norris seems like a logical choice. Let me throw one at you, Mr. T. It's a good one. Ooh. I feel like Chuck Norris did more of like the cheesy action stuff, didn't Hold he? Hold on. Movie Mr. Stuff? T was the it was the A Team TV show was his A Team Rocky Three. Yeah. Rocky Three, but he was a great bad guy or just badass. <laughs> I don't hate that one. I mean if you like go- he was Terry Crews, but bigger and before Terry Crews. Is it Steven Seagal? The, if the, well, actually, we're going to get to more of this. Oh, boy. So Seagal was initially supposed to be part of this cast. Whoa! 
he did not get along with the director. Oh, man. Shocking. Do you want to jump into that part of the discussion right now? Oh, yeah. Yes, I didn't know this. Well, the Vincent Chase. All right. Casting. I'm just going to read through this from Wikipedia. With the director. What an, Dude, this is great. What a bleep hole Steven Seagal can be. So this cast is already ridiculous, okay? Yes. <laughs> Over the top. Jean-Claude Van Damme was personally offered a role by Sylvester Stallone, but turned it down because he felt there was no substance or development to the character. Coming from a guy who starred in Bloodsport and Kickboxing. Okay, hold on a second. Wait, 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 wait. Let's go through this. What the hell? You're offered a chance? Like, basically, a Babe Ruthian-type person comes and says, I want you to do this film. And it's like, I got Schwarzenegger. I need a a little more of a love story for my character. I don't know. I'm not feeling that. Are you serious? I need a little backstory. Okay, that's another bleep hole. I need that. My character needs to have overcome some things early in life. I mean, can you imagine in 2010, Stallone? So here's what happened, okay? So Stallone said that Stallone had said in an interview that Van Damme told him that, uh, I'm sorry, Stallone said that Van Damme told him that he should, quote, be trying to save people in South Central. At the premiere of the film, Stallone claimed to have been speaking to Van Damme over the phone and said, I told you, this movie being a success, to which Van Damme concurred and expressed his regret over not participating. Van Damme would later appear as the main antagonist, Jean Villain, in the film's sequel. Okay. So he, he did appear in the film's sequel I as just, the main villain. If, if Stallone calls you and says, I got Arnold, and I've got Bruce Willis, and I've got, and you say, I don't know, you're an idiot. For character development reasons. I don't know, I just feel like there's not enough substance. And you're Jean, Jean-Claude Van Damme, you suck. Like, you, what do you, mean he you sucks? don't need character development. Jean-Claude Van Damme's a, he's a thespian. What do you mean he sucks? He's something. Keep going. Uh, it, it gets better. The role of Hail Caesar was initially conceived as a role for Stallone's Demolition Man co-star, Wesley Snipes. Snipes turned down the role because of his tax issues (laughs) and not being able to leave the United States without the court's approval. It was later rewritten for Forrest Whitaker. Due to a scheduling conflict prior to filming, Forrest Whitaker was replaced by 50 Cent. Whoa! And before the part of Hail Caesar uh, finally went eventually to Terry Crews. So it was Terry Crews' role was going to be Wesley Snipes, Forrest Whitaker, 50 Cent, and then finally Terry Crews. Okay, let me get end. let me go through those, okay? Wesley Snipes would have been good. Yeah. I don't, can 50 Cent act? Whitaker I like. No. But For, Forrest, it would not have been. Yeah. For, Forrest, I like Forrest, but no. But he's more doughy, right? Like he's Terry more... Crews is built. Terry Crews yeah. looked yeah. the role. Yeah, for sure. Correct. And to Phil's point, can 50 Cent act? I have no idea. No. I guess this would have been the movie I mean, to find get, out. How about poor Wesley Snipes? How I would about, have loved Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes would have been good. Yeah, would have been great with the lines, too. Steven Seagal was asked to make a cameo appearance, but see, that's uh, what it would have been. I wonder if that would, if, he it, would, would he have been the fourth guy in that church. And he wouldn't have taken that. But he turned the offer down due to negative experiences with producer Avi Lerner. No, 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 no that's BS. He, <laughs> he wouldn't do it because in his mind, he's too good. It's ridiculous. Uh, Robert De Niro, Al Pacino... And Ray Liotta were all considered for the role of James Monroe, the rogue CIA operative, before Stallone's The Specialist co-star, Eric Roberts, was Eric eventually Robertson. cast in the role. Uh, by whoa, May- whoa, wait, wait, wait. De Niro? Pacino. Pacino. And Ray Liotta. And Ben Kingsley. Ben Kingsley. Okay, I can see why all four of them passed on that role. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Eric Roberts was fine. Ray Liotta's yeah, Can you bit- imagine De Niro? Man, I'd love to do this one. Ray Liotta's too busy quitting smoking and doing TV commercials. And trying to move his face. Uh, by May 2009, the Good script fellow, had man. undergone a number of rewrites. Stallone's Demolition Man co-star Sandra Bullock 
was rumored to have a role in the film, but revealed that she did not even know about the project. So that was the rumor. <laughs> Despite the news, she did express interest in working another action film and would like to have appeared in the film, depending on the storyline. Um, yeah, she'll she, she be fine. She'll be good. Let's see here. Oh, okay, here's more. The role of the man who hires the expendables, so Mr. Church, was difficult to cast. That's the Bruce Willis role. I would have thought that would have been the simplest one. Schwarzenegger was initially offered the role, but instead appeared as a fellow mercenary leader. The role was Good then call. the role was then offered to Kurt Russell, who starred in Tango and Cash with Sylvester Stallone. Bruce Willis is way better. His agent replied that he was not interested in ensemble acting at the moment. Think about these high maintenance idiots. <laughs> you know Here's a million dollars to just show up at a church. Nah, I'm glad he passed. Stallone spent several months after principal photography determined to find a big action movie name for the part. Rumor suggested the role had already been offered to Bruce Willis, who was busy filming something else at the time, and they circled back, so whatever. It right. was it was how many lines of dialogue? On the uh I have one more one more thing here for the cast. This is amazing. To cast the soldier, Stallone knew his filming location, Brazil, was home to many mixed martial arts fighters. He called UFC champions Anderson Silva <laughs> and Antonio Rodrigo Nogueira. To make casting calls, and and they, those guys made cameos in the movie okay. as well. So, amazing. Um, My guy Seagal. Wow. Like, he so should have taken a, a role, but he's so full of himself. Mm. I'm sure he said, it's not enough for me. Do you guys buy when Statham and Stallone show up to Valena, and they're being sort of probed by yeah. the customs people? Security people, yes. yes. The reason for them showing up to this dictator-led island is that they are posing as bird photographers. <laughs> and the guy looked at them very suspiciously. Yeah. Yeah. You look you nervous. you guys buy that? Bird photographers? You look it's nervous. The humi- it's the humidity. Uh, you got the window. <laughs> right? You do look nervous. Your skin's a little dried out. That was a good one-liner by Stallone. Uh, I didn't care how they got there. I cared how they killed. <laughs> and by the way, I would like to know if, if your uh, log or site that, that you found a few weeks back on Kills has this film. Because this had to have... A huge number. Of I'll kills. do a search here before the end of the episode because um, they they took out a lot of soldiers. Total kills expendables. It's more okay. than commando. Here's the number. All right, how many would you guess? How many kills in the expendables? Oh. Do they ball- on camera kills? Do they ballpark it or do, do, do they just go with? No, on-camera? they have an exact number of on camera kills. Okay, I'd say th- I'd say three hundred. It's two twenty one. Two hundred twenty one kills. Good lord. And what was commando? I don't have that, but it was like 500. No, see, that's BS. There's more kills in the Expendables than Commando. That's a lot. Um, the, the other thing, I guess, if I could go back to another favorite scene here, the first big action scene in Valena, the island, mm-hmm. with, where Stallone and Statham take out like 12 soldiers right off the bat. So they they get captured, but then they take down. The scene was a little clunky because the scene lasted like a minute, and it's like it's like 12 on 2 with Sandra kind of standing off to the side and all of the soldiers have weapons and guns and you, and you see like 15, 20 seconds of action. Stallone takes these guys out and then they pan over and there's just like a soldier standing there doing nothing. Like they probably would have died there, but totally, but the like, and that like really the level of incompetence with some of these, these armies, like from Rambo three, like what are doing? Commando had the same problem. They really didn't know what they were doing, but the scene where they're trying to get off this Island because like, Oh my God, we may have bitten off more than we can chew. We got to, we got to regroup. So Statham starts up the plane Mm -hmm. and it's one of those water planes, right? Yep. And he starts taking off knowing that, well, Stallone's on the run trying to catch up to the plane. Yep. So Stallone is sprinting down the dock at age 65 or whatever he is, 60 years old. Yep. 
And he's sprinting up the dock, and he jumps onto the side of the plane and holds onto the window and pulls himself in. They wound up killing 41 soldiers was the body count, they said in the movie. Just like getting off the island, they circle back around, yes. and they shoot up that dock, yep, and, then and blow they it take up. out all these soldiers. That was just a great scene. That whole thing was amazing. <laughs> it was, yeah. Now, now here, here's my question about special effects in 2010. Especially with Terry Crews' gun, which just basically oh. blows people up. That's awesome. What is the special effect at that time? And I don't think they use it now as much. But it literally at times, as they as they killed people, looked like a video game. So, like, people yeah. are blowing up, and it starts to look yeah. like a game that, that would be played yeah. by a teenage kid. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's like Call of Duty. It only does. Correct? Yeah, it does look like Call of yes, Duty. Yes, it does. Because, like, does. the bodies don't look like real bodies as as the torso blows off. Yeah, it's definitely it's it high looks level. like it's been and you think about the altered. video games that they would have leaned on in like the early nineties, like Pitfall. <laughs> you know, like what would you? I'm just curious on? about that because yeah. it's still pretty cool to watch, but it's just clearly worked on so that the person's torso yeah, separates from the rest of him. All right, uh, next category: your favorite character in the movie. Who is your favorite character? Can I start with mine? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Of course. <laughs> he was right. great. He basically just played Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. He like maybe said 15 words in the whole movie. And the old Stallone role. Yeah. And, and four of them was, you piece of trash, yeah. which he said, he, he, all the lines that he would bust out, they basically told him, listen, we're not going to give you lines. Like, uh, fill 10 words with Stone Cold Steve Austin stuff yeah. here and there, right? And he just played Stone. It was like if Stone Cold Steve Austin had been recruited by a rogue CIA agent and a dictator to just run the army. That's exactly what it looked like. He's great. I love Terry Crews. He was great. I, I love the scene where they blow up the helicopter. He's like, it's too heavy. I'll throw it. And he just throws this bomb and then he then he shoots it. And every weapon he had was this insane assault. Like, I don't even know what the kind of gun it would be labeled. My gun noviceness. I don't know what it would be. But every gun he had blew people to smithereens yeah. and objects. Yeah, they all look like the gun that that guy in St. Louis with the khakis was using, standing outside of his mansion the other day. Oh, the day. lawyer yes. with his wife? God. Both of them with guns? Them and Terry Terry Crews giving him some ammunition. Yeah. Joe, who was your favorite character? Oh, Stallone was great, um, but I would say Jet Li. Wow. Yeah. He's got good lines. He's funny. He is. He's little. Highly underrated. He's little. He kicks ass. Yeah. Good character. I, I thought that the... For, for the amount of time that this film had, I thought that the character development was really pretty. It good. was, yeah, it was. like they yeah, developed solid. people, and and it, it was it was the perfect formula to me in this sense. They did not waste time on love stories, but like, they, but they kind of did. But no, no, no. They but they did. they insinuated and gave you things, but every one of them was tied into violence of trying to kill people that you didn't like. But like they didn't have, they didn't have like Stallone at the end sweep the girl off her feet, right? Yeah. And like spend time. She basically said, "I'm not going." He's like, <laughs> "Okay." He gets on the plane, makes a joke, and flies home. Yeah. So I I love the fact that I felt that they developed the characters in this film at the expense of a dumb love story, which I did not need. Um. Yeah. I. I, I some of it's just like how they deliver a line, right? Like. Delivering a line. The Schwarzenegger line was great, too. Mm -hmm. Yes. What, what's his problem? He wants to be president. Yeah. <laughs> that was a great line. All right. We've made it to the definitive bad guy rankings list here. So uh, we've done, let's see, four, five, eight, 
we've done this is our 14th action movie rewind. Mm-hmm. And to this point, our definitive bad guy rankings are number one, Cyrus the Virus from Con Air. Number two, Brad Wesley from Roadhouse. Number three, Ivan Drago from Rocky Four. Number four, Dennis Hopper from Speed. Angry terrorist Ivan rounds out the top five from Air Force One. Corrupt senator from Hard to Kill. The Aliens in Independence Day. Chong Lee from Bloodsport. Bennett from Commando. Bodie from Point Break. And the bottom three are General Hummel from The Rock. Sloan from Wanted. And the incompetent Russian military from Rambo (laughs) 3. So for this one, the bad guy in this one is rogue CIA agent James Monroe. Yeah, he's the he's really it's not really the dictator. It's this guy that's driving the action. I, I felt a lot of Pat Riley vibe from that guy. I don't know why. Like, I, <laughs> I, I, I like Pat Riley. He did. Like he just negotiated a deal with Dwayne Wade. Yeah, he did. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Pat Riley Zone. Yeah. <laughs> so where would you guys uh, let's start with Judd here? Like, what's your what's your feel here? It's a pretty good villain. Yeah, he pretty was. He was. Um, I would put him middle of the pack. OK, like pretty good. Not great. I think I put him above the corrupt senator from Hard to Kill. And I might even put him okay, above go, Angry go Terrorist up. Ivan. So Cyrus the Virus. Okay. Brad Wesley from Roadhouse. Okay, yep. Yvonne Drago from Rocky Four. Yep. Dennis Hopper from Speed. Angry Terrorist Ivan from Air Force One, who doesn't really have a lot of depth to him. He's just Yeah, like, and he's around there. I think he's above. I, I think he's right around there. He'd be like fifth. Yeah. I think year. fifth or sixth is accurate. Those top four. He's you, pretty good. Yeah, are, are far and away, I think, better than Okay. Than him. But yeah, I would say six or seven. That's fair. Between the five and seven range. So we're putting him in. The best part, too, this film, as far as characters went and bad guys went, this film got everything right that Commando didn't. Yeah. Like, Commando had yeah. Bennett. Bennett was I mean, comm- a fat, unbelievable bad guy. <laughs> well, Steve com- Austin was great. But Commando, it's a good segue into our one through ten Seagal rating scale here. Commando is our number one rated action movie to this point. Well, but, yeah, and, and I still love it. But I felt that it got the rights, the the wrongs right that Commando didn't get. I, I would give this, just to start, um, nine. Yeah. It's a solid nine. It's yes. close to a ten, but I'll give it nine. I would say I would say an eight and a half. Eight and a half Ooh, is where I'm going at. Going, going with half um, I was mostly entertained by the movie. Yeah, I felt it did drag on a little long. I think there were scenes you could have cut and cut and dried out. I think it was an hour and like thirty five. I feel like yeah. this could be ten minutes shorter. That, wow. That's just a nitpick. That's a nitpick, but mostly I was thoroughly entertained. They didn't like beat around the bush for most part, so I'd say eight and a half is where I'm going in. I had I had it written down before we started this as a nine. That's okay. What, it's that's a, what it's I great. Wrote down. It's great. I really enjoyed this. It's just like it's not two hours. Yeah, it's snappy enough. There's tons of star power. The plot is very clear. This looked like. Stallone and his friends had a lot of fun. Yes. Like, it looked like, uh, yeah, we're old, but who gives a bleep? Also, this opens the door. Some people are saying that Expendables 2 is even more, like, cheeky. And okay. this opens the door for us to potentially do a sequel at some point. I'd nice. be more than happy to. So and we, and we uh, haven't done any sequels, right? Have we done sequels? Well, we've done Rocky Four and Rambo Three. Because we, we feel like those were the good jumping off points. But we've never done here. the originals. Yep. Got it. So our new rankings now are Commando still with the top spot. Expendables number two, Roadhouse number three, tied with Hard to Kill, and Rocky four, rounding out the top five with Independence Day and Point Break just on the outside, all with an eight rating composite score or above. I enjoyed this That's one. Pretty good. That was great. That's Thank great. you, Declan. Good job. I believe it's Judd's turn to pick an action movie here for next week. Let me see. What all do kinds I wanna, of options. What do I want to pick here? What do you can... want me to read off some on the list here? Or? Yeah, sure. Like these are just some that we've compiled amongst ourselves and with with listeners and people tweeting at us. 
Uh, Beverly Hills Cop was sent out to us a couple okay. days ago, which is we should do that at some point. It's more of an action comedy, but it's still yeah. really good. Um, let's see here. Face Off, No Holds Barred, the Hulk Hogan movie from like 1988 oh or something. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, Predator, Over the Top, Karate Kid, Twister, True Lies, Kickboxer, Under Siege, Cobra, John Wick we talked about last week. Yeah. yeah. Bond movies. There's all kinds of, we could go like Goldfinger. You know what I'm going to do, boys? I'm, I'm going to continue to go the classic route. I'm going to pick Mel Gibson, Danny Glover, Gary Busey. Yes. Do you want a shot yes! at the title? We're going lethal weapon. All one right, Three Pesci. Yes. I know that people, there are some folks I've seen on Twitter, the Pesci ones were funnier. You know what? You can take your Joe Pesci and Rene Russo and you can throw them out the door because it all started. The original's great. Lethal weapon. Lethal weapon. With them fighting on the lawn. Never seen it start to finish. Everyone watches. Never seen it start to finish. I don't know how you'll feel about it, but the dialogue between Glover and and Gibson, it's just so much fun. Amazing. Absolutely. The first one is, because it's violent enough, it's campy, but, but not as campy as they became with Pesci, which I thought became too campy. AMC, I believe it was, had a lethal weapon marathon happening over the weekend. Always great. I did catch all of Lethal Weapon 3. Which was glorious. I think I went to Lethal Weapon 2 in the theater. I think it was 2. It wasn't 3. 3, three was 1990-something, right? 92, I think. Oh, okay, no, uh, 90. I went and yeah, saw 90. 2 was like 88 or something, and I think I went to that one in the theater. Lethal Weapon 4 was my first theater Lethal Weapon experience. Really? Yeah. They bleep you on the cell phones. They bleep you on the it cell got phones. Too, it got too funny. It tried to be too funny. <laughs> well, it's with Joe Pesci. No, brings... I know, but Pesci just became a, a punchline for it. Yeah. And the first one's great. Okay, so the first, Lethal Weapon. All right, there it is. There it is. That was Action fun, though. Expendables rewind. was great. Yep. And keep the recommendations coming, because Bravo. I don't think we would have done Expendables if not for a couple people shooting us that recommendation on Twitter. So, at Phil Mackey, at Jay's Little Guide, at Dex's Tweets, and uh, 